This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe and welcome to our circle. Hello, everybody. This is Patricia W. Fisher with Readers Entertainment Radio, and I am thrilled to be here today on November 12th. Yesterday, here in the United States, it, or around the world, it was Veterans Day. And so if you know someone who has served in the military, who's presently serving in the military, whose family has served in the military, please just give them a thank you for serving. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for being there. Um, we appreciate that. And there's a really great kids book if you're at all interested um it's called h is for honor and it talks about all the different things that our military does it talks about the the privileges the sacrifices of uh military service uh, military families um they also talk about or the gentleman talks about special forces such as navy seals green berets army rangers it explains why the annual army navy football game is so important and how massive it is um letters from home how much that means to soldiers so if you have an opportunity to reach out uh, help a soldier with a program through a, a local base or organization, please do that. Um, but, I mean, it's important because people are gone from their families, and it's a, it's a really big deal. So um, it's, you know, reach out and, and tell them thank you so much um, for, for being there, you know, when they can't be home. It's, it's a big deal. Uh, to them. So uh, that was for Veterans Day for yesterday. And then today is Chicken Soup for the Soul Day. And I really cannot think of a better way to soothe our soul than with a really, really good book. And so we're lucky today to have an author that always writes these amazing and lovely stories about um, small towns and happily ever after and of course she has a rescue dog in this one which is one of her big passions and her name is on our author today is Kaylee Newell and I'm so happy because I've known Kaylee for a few years and she always is just always sunny and lovely and she was born in the great state of Oregon where she was raised alongside rivers and lakes and scruffy dogs that chased their tennis balls as far as Kaylee's noodle arms could throw as she grew so did her imagination and it didn't take long to realize she was a romantic at heart she began to fancy herself the future wife of a cowboy the likes of which graced every paperback novel she could get her hands on and she decided to go to college in Oklahoma to snag herself one but irony went over and she fell in love with a hippie in sheep's clothing instead and together they came back to Oregon, started family, and watched their dreams unfold. Kaylee wrote her first book when her girls were toddlers, editing the saucy scenes with wiggles in the background. And she's proud of many things in life, among them the fact that she can still recite her lines from Romeo and Juliet, her seventh grade play, the fact she can set a grilled cheese sandwich on fire faster than most people can make one, but mostly she's proud the stories blossoming inside her, her brain her fabulous brain on a daily basis. You can find Kaylee on her website, Facebook, Twitter, BookBub, and Instagram. And her latest book, Montana Christmas Magic, is out now. Welcome to the show, Kaylee. How are you, dear? Well, hello. Thank you so much for having me. I want to start by apologizing. I've got kids and dogs running around the house today, so if you hear something <laughs> in the background, it's probably offspring or dog. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get that, too. I, I have to put our dog away, uh, like, in the back room for a little bit, like, in our bedroom, because she just gets very excited with um, every tiny noise, or um, she really, really hates golf carts, and oh. I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if it's the hum, 
But man, mm-hmm. she'll just be out and, and someone will, you know, drive one by and she's just not having it. So That'll um, do it. Yeah. That and, and motorcycles. I don't know yeah. what it is. It's, I don't know. It's the pitch or something. She's just not about it. She's not like that at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no worries. No worries. We will navigate around <laughs> it. So I, you know, we've known each other, what, about five years? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So why is it just now that I, I realized you went to college in Oklahoma? I did not know that. I don't know. I, you know, it's, it, a lot of people are surprised by that because, well, I grew up here in Southern Oregon, and I, um, I just wanted an adventure. I wanted to go really far away to school and yeah. be somewhere completely different. And um, so I did, and I, I stayed in the Midwest for about seven years or so. We, then we moved to Iowa, and then we came back here. So, okay. Um, yeah, it's fun to tell people that because they're like, well, I thought you were here the whole time. And I wasn't, but <laughs> but I really, really enjoyed my time there. It was so many nice people and um, just a great experience. Lots of cowboys. So were you in, yeah, fun. where were you in Oklahoma when you went to school? I was in Durant. So okay. I went to school at Southeastern Oklahoma State. Um, okay. And so it's it's a it's a smallish town uh, close to the Texas border. Um, right. So we were about oh, fifteen minutes, twenty minutes away from Sherman Denison in Texas. Yeah, you're we right there. We went there a lot to eat. And, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, um, Austin Austin College is up there, right? I you know I I'm not sure. Sounds familiar, but I'm not sure. It's been too long. Yeah, because it's too old. You would think that Austin College would like be in Austin, but no. Um, and uh, yeah, so I think yeah, Sherman is is uh, definitely right up 75. You just go head up 75 from Dallas, straight up to Oklahoma. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Tornado Alley. That was fun. Yes. Yeah, it's funny because my husband grew up, well, they were in Iowa when he was born, and then mm-hmm. um, we're in Richardson, Texas, so just north of Dallas, mm-hmm. until he was about mm-hmm. 13, and then they moved to Oklahoma, which is where his grandparents lived. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so he doesn't really stress that much about tornadoes. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he's aware, you know, it's like, okay, well, that might be concerning. We should probably look at the radar. Um, but yeah. he said they remember uh, the sirens going off. They'd all be sitting there eating dinner, and it would, they'd just kind of look out the window and go, oh, we're all right for another, you know, 10 minutes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Wow. Uh, not me. I, I had one experience <laughs> where I was um, in my tiny little garage apartment, which would have been the first to get sucked right up. Um, it was, I was eating a frozen waffle and watching the news. And so my belly was full of frozen waffle and the, um, tornado sirens went off, the electricity went off and then it, you know, it started hailing and anybody who lives back there knows when it, when, when it starts hailing like that, um, mm-hmm. it, it's a good sign that a tornado is about to follow. So I, there was no, right. you know, I, there was no place to hide in my apartment. So I, snatched up my little dog and put up on my flip-flops and we ran up the block it was about two blocks up to the college where they had 
a tornado shelter. And by the time mm-hmm. I got there, I was just like, uh, well, I got to stop and breathe because if I don't breathe, I'm going to pass out and then I'm dead anyway. It was awful. But I finally made right. it and didn't didn't get didn't didn't get killed by a tornado. I'm here to tell the story. But but for years after that, I I had tornado dreams, just reoccurring. Sure. That the the situation would would be different, and but it would always be you know I was running from a tornado. So it's interesting. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I I told my husband we, even when we're dating, and then of course when we start having kids, uh, we got married and had kids. It was I really 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 hate natural disaster movies where um, children are in peril because yeah. it's, you know, it's one thing if it's Godzilla or, you know, some you know, radioactive lizard. Um, it's it's different because you're like, <laughs> okay, sure. Um, but right. when it's nature, like real mm-hmm. nature, there's just a real yep. helplessness to that. And yes. you and think you're going to be able to hold on do. to your kids, you know, but, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, yeah, I don't like it. Um, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm not a fan. Yeah. Yeah. So no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. When we, uh, I was in high school when I was in Houston and, um, we were in hurricane Alicia, which wasn't mm-hmm. a huge storm in the sense of, you know, size, but it was, mm-hmm. it just caused a massive amount of damage. Like just the wind mm-hmm. was crazy. And my great grandmother was staying with us and she was born in 1899 and um, in Texas, and she was grew up hearing the sto- hearing stories of the Galveston hurricane, 1900. Mm-hmm. So she mm-hmm. was just losing her mind. I mean, she was <laughs> terrified. Um, and you know, trees are falling everywhere, and you know, it, and we weren't going to flood at all. But I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it was the. But man, she was just losing it. She's yelling, "We oh, gotta get I, out of here!" You know, my dad's like, "It's okay." You know, yeah. It's yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. It's frightening. Out here, yeah. we've got we've got the earthquakes, and up here in Oregon, it's it's not nearly like anything in California. But I've been in a couple, and let me tell you, it's when the ground you're standing on is no longer <laughs> like still and solid. Right. It is terrifying because it's like you think about it. That's like the one constant, you know. And it's mm-hmm. like when it's shaking, oh, it is, it's just absolutely, and, and another creepy thing about earthquakes that I didn't know before is that you can hear them coming. It, they sound like oh, a train man. coming. Yeah, before it starts Oh, shaking. like a tornado. And a lot of times dogs start howling before they start, it starts shaking. I mean, they can sense it coming. It's very creepy, super creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, yeah. It's, it's interesting. They've had different, uh, like, really big storms. Um, like mm-hmm. tornadoes, there was one in Jared, uh, Gerald, uh, Texas, and then the one in Joplin, uh, Missouri, uh, years ago. And, and everyone always talks about the dogs, like just yeah. not having a good day. They're just like, mm, yeah. no, yeah. no, they can so, it for sure. Yeah. Right. Which is, I'm sure, one of the many reasons you love them and why you help them so much. Because she she didn't have this in her write-up. Kaylee didn't have this. But she does rescue dogs. I mean, she helps animals. She she helps with rescue pets. Yes? Yes. yes. Not as much as I would like to. But I do try, you know, when we can. We have a – our family has a, a tradition at, uh, just after Thanksgiving – 
So during the Christmas season, we go down to the shelter and we pay the adoption fee for the, the dog or cat that's been there the longest. So I think mm-hmm. that's like the, I think it's like the maybe fifth year that we'll be doing it or sixth year, but it's yeah. been so great. Like I, I, it's been a really good lesson for our kids, like just yeah. to make them more aware of, of the problem with, you know, homeless dogs and cats and stuff and how many wonderful animals are in shelters, like really, really, really great, great potential pets. So yeah. yeah. It's it's been fun. My sister though, she's really the one that's she's she's really the the champion of all animals in our family, so I'm proud to kinda of follow in her footsteps a little bit. <laughs> well, you know what? I think that sometimes we all think it's gotta be something really big and grandiose. Um mm-hmm. but it doesn't. I mean just something yeah. as simple as paying that fee. Um yeah. that's a huge thing. And yeah, you, know, you never that know that like family. Spreading yeah. The word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I think with social media too, it's been, it's just kind of changed the fabric of rescue. I mean, it's, it's gotten the word out there much more than it did before. Right. So, well, and I get yeah. I get addicted to the dodo. You watched the videos from that. Oh, I love the dodo. Yes, I was watching it just <laughs> yesterday about a a guy who rescued a baby squirrel and rehabilitated it, and then set it loose. And the squirrel made his nest in the tree right next to his house. And I was just like, "This is too much. I'm going to start crying." <laughs> Which is, but of they're happy the whole tears point of the dodo. Yes, if you right. don't cry, it's not it's not a true dodo video. That's in right. my opinion. Yeah. Right. We watched one this morning. It was about a dog that somebody found in the dumpster that somebody had put in a wire kennel in the dumpster, like oh had left it there. Goodness. Yeah, I know. And we're like, what? What? And we're watching this, and it, it looks like it's a mix of a, a boxer and a pity. And this poor mm-hmm. little thing is just skinny and sad. And um, so they are doing – I guess they tend to, of course, when you're really hungry, um, they they gulp their food. And so if you, of course, mm-hmm. worry that they'll get sick. Mm-hmm. So I didn't realize mm-hmm. they had these things called slow feeders. Uh-huh. Um, and they were showing all the different kinds. And then, the, the, of course, the family that adopted them, he was all happy and, you know, running uh-huh. around. And it was just, it's, you know, it, there's just so many people like that all over the world that I know. It does. It want to do good things. Humanity. Yeah, so wonderful. Yeah, I, I it's it's hard because you you know you want things to always be good, um, but I think that we have a tendency to um, get complacent from time to time and just kind of be reminded of um, of those good things in the world. And speaking yeah. of good things, your book is lovely. Yes. Oh, <laughs> and you. you have a rescue dog in that. There's a rescue dog. Yes, I, 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 you know, I love the movie Turner and Hooch with mm-hmm. Tom Hanks, and yes. uh, that was kind of one of my inspirations for that book. Is I just wanted because uh, the hero is, of course, he's kind of like Tom Hanks was in that movie. He's kind of, mm-hmm. you know, this accountant, and he's very neat and tidy, and he has his his life just the way that he wants it. And then in comes this of course, really cute 
cute woman who, you know, he's kind of flirting with. And all of a sudden she's got a favor to ask him, you know, she's got this dog. She needs to find a quick place for her to be until she can find her a home. And her landlord won't, you know, allow any pets, no matter what, because he's, of course, a Scrooge. So um, right. she convinces him to keep the dog, which is a big 100-pound bloodhound who slobbers all over the place and, you know, mm-hmm. chews up his boxers and tears the toilet paper off the roll and all those fun things. And um, But in the end, you know, she teaches him, the dog teaches him to kind of open up his heart, of course, to the heroine and... Sure. It's fun. It's I I really I like dogs and kids in my books. They kind of make things fun and unpredictable sometimes. <laughs> well, I love that they get to be kind of the voice of reason. They get to be the grounding mm-hmm. or the honesty. Um, yeah. Because you know the classic setup in any rom com is you have the friend who's the voice of reason. But I always love, yeah, the pets or the mm-hmm. the kids doing it mm-hmm. because it's, it's yep. so natural for them mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah. honest they're just there's no pretense they're just you know just emotion which I really yeah. like so, so t- how did you come up with this idea well um I I I love Hallmark movies and I yeah. I when I sit down to write a Christmas story I just, I think about what I would like to see in a movie. And so those Mm -hmm. movies are very sweet and um, they're just, they make you feel good, you know? Yeah. And so I wanted it to be um, something that was just kind of a a sweet story that, that, you know, made you feel good throughout. And I, my heroine, there's lots of little inspirations with this book, but my heroine, um, she owns a grilled cheese food truck, and we okay. have a a a local grilled cheese food truck here in town, and it called the Melt. So I, before I started writing, I went to them and asked if I could use the name, and they were so sweet, so nice, and um, gave me their blessing. And so actually today I'm going to go bring them a book. So I'm excited. Nice. They they said if I, I bring them a book, I get a grilled cheese sandwich. So win win. <laughs> I did not realize that there was um, the need for a grilled cheese food truck, but, you know, it actually sounds quite yes. brilliant. Oh, there is um, a need. Believe me. Yes. Yes. My so what daughter, kind of varieties do they have? Yes. Well, they've got – my favorite is the standard with soup, which is just – it's just a, a really, really cheesy grilled cheese sandwich, but it's got this – seedy kind of mustard in it that's like the kicker oh yeah it's so Mm -hmm. good it's kind of spicy a little bit hot and spicy and then of course they have the tomato basil soup which I like to take my sandwich in um right but then they have a jalapeno cheddar grilled cheese they have grilled cheeses with like different different kinds of cheeses and uh they I think they have one with bacon oh my goodness I mean oh wow it is they are amazing amazing so yeah I, huh. I a grilled cheese food truck it's just like if it could be just parked in my driveway 24 7 that would be that would be primo <laughs> the most ideal ever <laughs> right 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 
that oh, and wow. that and a chocolate cake truck next to it in my life would be completely set. That point. That yes. Maybe they should partner. Uh, maybe you should bring I in another character that idea. has. Yeah. So maybe you should bring in a character that's a relative of one of them for um, this book, and then it's yeah. the it's the chocolate cake truck, mm-hmm. and I do mm-hmm. it like little little tiny cakes. I like the way you think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should. Yeah. And like next to each other. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's making um, me hungry. I yeah, that's not it's not fair, is it? Uh well, okay. See now I'm gonna go make a grilled cheese after we're done. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You and me both. <laughs> yeah. But this is not the first book you've written for Marietta Montana for Too Late Publishing. I mean this is which book is this for you? This book is, I always count and then I always forget. I I believe this is the eighth book. Okay. I think. Um, This is the second series. Um, Right. So I just turned in my, um, the the second book to the series and got my edits done just the other day. So the next book that I start will be the last book in the series. And then I have to come up with a new idea. I don't know. That always makes me nervous. Yeah. Well, and yeah, because it's like, oh, you know, what can I come up with? I bet you'll come up with something amazing. I have no doubt. I hope so. It's like the series are fun because you're in a nice, comfortable world for three books. You know, it's mm-hmm. like you know who you're writing about, you know what their issues are. Um, but then when you have to start over, it's kind of like, oh boy, I have to, I have to meet new people and get to new, get to know new people. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the challenge. Like, uh, time. Really? <laughs> <laughs> but that's but the then, life of a yeah. writer. It is. Well, you know, and, and it's interesting because I know that there's always a, a, everyone has their process of mm-hmm. writing and keeping consistent. I mean, what is yours with, series like you know that this um, person has the same hair color in book one that they blew in book three I you know I I'm actually not as good at that as I should be keeping track I I I know a lot of writers very wisely have you know spreadsheets and little bibles that they refer to as far as their characters I just kind of I kind of just keep that stuff in my head. Well, that's not true, really. I have, like, at the beginning of every book, I write just a really um, kind of just a loose list about eye color and hair color and that kind of stuff. But um, Mm -hmm. as far as, like, a comprehensive spreadsheet, I, I don't do that, which I probably should. Because it would be a lot easier to keep track of things and having to go back and find the Word document that I probably didn't label correctly. And so, <laughs> yeah, it, it, can, it can be a problem when you're writing a series and then you forget little things. It's like, wait a minute, because readers notice that kind of thing as they yeah, should. They do. I mean, you know. Yeah, they do. So, yeah, you, yeah, you got to stay consistent. You, you can't have blue eyes in book one and brown eyes in book three. Yeah, no, that is not the okay. fastest way to take somebody out of the story. Yeah. So. Well, and I think that's what I, I've always found so impressive about historical writers 
like romance or, you know, historical fiction, the amount of research that has to be done, because, man, those readers are devout, and they know. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah. I I love reading historicals. I mean, I history just fascinates me on every level. Mm-hmm. But the thought of writing one terrifies me. Like I just <laughs> I don't know if I could do it. It 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 would be so much work, so much work. Right. Right. Well, and and so I've heard some of them say, you know, some of the writers I've talked to over the years are like, well, the initial research is what's the hardest, and then once you have it. Um, you know where to look, you know who to ask, um, That's and true. then you, you know you you kind of have your groundwork. But yeah, that first book or series, yeah, that's definitely. Mm-hmm. And of course, it starts over if you change the time periods, um, right? But um, if you do it really, really well, people just continue to want what you're you're writing. So there you go. So, right. Um, right. Not right. a bad gig. <laughs> right. That's the truth. So you've got. So you've got this, and then you've got um, the next one that you're working on. Do you, you do you have an idea of what your next series might be? I have no idea. It that scares me. I, I mm-hmm. really don't. I have no idea. I, um, you know, I'm hoping it will be in Marietta if I'm lucky enough. You know, if, if Tuli wants another series from me. Um, I don't know, maybe sisters this yeah. time. I don't know. You know, you can't go wrong with brothers, though. I don't know. I really don't know. I'll have to do some thinking on that. So, yeah. Well, I'm I mean, a little nervous you know, about so, this last book. Huh? I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You're nervous about this last book because why? Um, Because I, I know the basically what it's going to be about, but... By this point in the process, because I'm starting it next week, by this point mm-hmm. in the process, I usually have a little bit of a mental outline, what's going to happen, you know, the character arc and that kind of thing. I really have no idea. I'm going to have to sit down and really get to work be- between now and then. Um, so I think I think all my brain power is going to that book and – I don't have anything left over. I don't have a ton of brain power to begin with, so is I don't have a ton left over for that next series idea yet. So, <laughs> well, we'll have well, to and, see and, where it goes. Right. Well, and for anyone who's listening and doesn't know, um, Chile Mary. I mean, sorry, Marietta Montana is the uh, creation of Jane Porter, who is our boss and. We love Jean, and I'm not just saying that because she may listen. Um, But, I mean, she's just incredibly gracious to Mm -hmm. share this town with so many of the Tule authors. And it's been – that's how I came to start writing for them, um, was I Mm -hmm. was part, and you were part, of the Men of Marietta series. And And I love that series so much. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it was so much fun to plot, and and basically the storyline is there's a guy in town who um is he was killed in a hit and run, and they're trying to honor him by starting a boys and girls club in town, and they need money, and so there was ten books. So the first five books were sweet romances, and it was about um a bake sale and a bachelor bake off, and then. Kaylee and I, um, Jeannie Moon, uh, Kate Hardy, and Heidi Rice were 
uh, brought in for the next five to do, it was a calendar. And like, Mm -hmm. if you've ever seen the Australian firefighters calendar type thing, um, that's what it was. So obviously a little bit sexier. Um, Mm -hmm. And that was just a lot of fun to plot. So um, we just, we had so much fun. The research was dreadful though. Truly dreadful to have to look up. Wasn't it all of those, terrible? All of what those, a drag. Uh, I know. <laughs> I just having to look up all of those firefighters shirtless. Like I wasn't no, shirtless. It was so the pictures. Hard. They were yeah. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, and the ones down in Australia were really gracious about it because we actually tagged yeah. them. Yeah, and they were like, "What are you was, guys doing?" And we're like, "Oh, well, because you never think it's anyone's actually going to respond, right?" <laughs> and they did, and we were like, "Oh my goodness!" <laughs> they were so nice. They actually, yeah. despite all of that insanity down there, um, they actually did a calendar this year. Um, which is just floors me because of all the fires earlier this summer mm-hmm. or, or, or yeah. early last year. And yeah, mm-hmm. they did. They, um, they did it. So, um, so yeah. And it's, it's um, well done. Very, very, uh, very firefighter calendar. Yes. <laughs> very, very well done. <laughs> <laughs> and this year they actually were very clever because they did um of course, they always do one, the, the rescue pets. So they did one that was dogs and cats mm-hmm. and one that was uh, all sorts of rescue animals, like a wombat and a kangaroo um, and, some, and some birds. Um, but mm-hmm. they actually did a calendar that they're not shirtless. They're, they're still, really? you know, themselves. How yeah, but that? they did one for people, yeah, that people didn't, who didn't want shirtless firefighters maybe at work or oh. wherever, and they're well, wearing a shirt. Good. A little something for um, everybody. Right. Right, and then they actually did another one that was just the pets. Really, I know. Yeah, yeah, their marketing team I, I am on not, it. I'm not as up to date on this as I obviously need to be. I need to be more aware of what's going on down there, down under. <laughs> down under. I will post it on my Facebook page so everybody is aware. We can all oh, good. support okay. the firefighters. Yes. Because I think that's, that's a fair thing to do. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so what are you going to do this holiday? How are you, what is a, a tradition that you guys do for the holidays? You pay for the, the animal that's been at the shelter the longest. But what, is, what are some of the other things that you guys do? Well, um, we, for Thanksgiving, we usually have, I usually host Thanksgiving here at our house. Mm-hmm. My sister hosts Christmas at her house. She lives just a few blocks away, and then my parents live a few blocks away. And, but my brother lives in Portland, so he's about five hours away. But um, this year with COVID, we're not going to get together, which makes me sad. So I think yeah. this year we're going to do a lot of movies, a lot of hot chocolate, you know, a lot of snuggling under blankets and a lot of good food and, um, you know, just be grateful for what we have and We'll probably carry that over into Christmas and um, just hope that next Christmas we can have our normal get-together. But this right. year it's going to be a little bit different. So yeah. I plan on doing my shopping online, try to do it mostly online, but um, we'll see how that goes. So yeah. 
I mean, yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely an adjustment. Um, yeah. For all, a lot of us. Um, yeah, we usually had the family, and this year we're just like, Mm-mm. you know, there's just, yeah. um, you know, we're in Texas, and the the, the rates have just been. Oh yeah. Abs- we we had a little bit of a lull. Um, our mm-hmm. you know being in San Antonio, our mayor was very proactive very early, um, mm-hmm. and actually made a lot of people mad because of how early mm-hmm. he addressed it. Um, yeah. And sadly, he well he's got um he's been exposed, so he's in quarantine right now. Of course, he you know checks oh, in and posts. Um, but um, he you know it he hit it early, so our numbers stayed decently okay. Mm-hmm. And then Memorial Day hit, and yeah, just like. People just, I guess, were tired, and um, yeah. so yeah, it was it was hard. The summer was a bit rough, um, but yeah. then we'll have another wave. So we are um, in the middle of yeah. one right now, or actually, we're. I would say we're probably on the cusp of a really, really big wave here. Um, it's it, it, our numbers are just going through the roof right now, so. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just kind of hunkered down, just kind of, yeah. you know, staying around the house, do, taking lots of walks. I love going for walks. That's like, that's been our saving grace is taking the dog for a walk, you know, right. being outside. And you have, so you have nice. Orion, who is a, yes. who is a rescue. Yes, he's in my lap right now. 65 pound Doberman in my lap at the moment. <laughs> And he, you, when you got him, did he, um, for anyone who's followed Kaylee online, um, she has, she posts about him, Orion. And what is, now he had um, his eye, did, were one of his eyes missing when you got him or no, did that come later? Blind. Yeah, he was blind from birth. He, he had an infection, they think, in utero and um, okay. his uh, breeder just, uh, he and his brother were both blind and so they um took him to the rescue to try to have the rescue find him a new home um when he was really little like probably about um eight weeks old really really tiny um and so he was blind in both eyes and when we adopted him the rescue vet told us that that might be an issue. I guess when when an animal is blind, they, it's kind of like um, glaucoma in the eye, where the eye can get bigger and bigger and bigger, and okay. then it causes a lot of pain for them. And we had noticed, like he would he would bump his head, like if he was walking and he'd bump into something, his eye would bleed. Um, which oh gosh! Is, you know, it's gross. I know it's bad, but. Um, so we ended up having his eye removed, and he's so much happier. You can just tell he's, right. it's just this relief for him. So he's he's a blind, one-eyed Doberman, and he is okay. a character, let me tell you. He is so funny, and he's totally spoiled. We don't We have two other cats, but he's our only dog. So he thinks he is the center of our universe, which he kind of is. <laughs> so, yeah, of course he is. <laughs> It's it's funny how quickly it happens. Um, I grew up with dogs, and so we always had dogs. My my 
parents, my dad's like, you, you know, kids need dogs. And um, my mom, they had had, a, you know, a couple small dogs growing up, but she really wasn't a big dog person. So this was a big change, mm-hmm. especially my father being someone who would just bring strays home all the time. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. yeah. I think and, I'd and like they'd find that. homes. <laughs> yeah. And they would find homes. It's just, it's like, you know, yeah. okay. So um, I always grew up with that. So we didn't, ha- I had cats when my husband and I first married. And then mm-hmm. um, he was had really bad dog allergies, so he was doing allergy shots. And and he gets his his panel back after a couple of years, and I'm like, oh, it says zero for dogs. We can get a dog. And I mean, I saw it like it was the first thing I saw. And he was like, yeah. oh yeah, I guess it does. And <laughs> with within I think a week or two, we were walking into the pet store because we had inherited these rabbits because we thought rabbits weren't really that much work. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm tremendous and um they there was a rescue event that day and there are these two labs sitting there that someone had surrendered and the mother had probably been puppy milled and then Uh this was her daughter that was with her and so I it's one of the few times you know in your marriage you know there's certain things that you really really just like say I'm not gonna leave without um right or I'm gonna pout and I had never done yep. that before. And, yeah, mm-hmm. I refused to leave the store. Um, and, uh, <laughs> Atta girl. And the, ki- and the kids are like, what's going on? And I'm like, I'm not leaving. You're going to have to talk to those docs. You're going to have to. And, and so he, he did. He got on the ground with them, like laid on the floor with them. Oh. And, and they're oh, labs. You know? They're like, story. they're classic vanilla labs. And so um, they're just, they were just, sweet and lovely and um yeah we brought him home and there you go so um but he was just and if that it's been a while so they have passed since then but man he was just all about those dogs it was it was funny and then that got you know made us get another one when one of the labs Mm -hmm. had passed and so it's just it's very interesting now that he's um a dog person yeah Um, sometimes you just don't know until um until you get one, you know, I, I have yeah. a lot of friends who have been proud of the fact that they're cat people and I, you can be both a cat person and a dog person at the same time, of obviously, course. but you know, they, they never had a dog and never really thought they would be interested in having a dog. But when they got a dog, it was just like, Oh wow. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm a dog person too, I guess. Yeah. So they're just so wonderful. They're such great companions and they just love you no matter what. And I, I just, I love those dogs. Well, I don't know if Orion has done this, but you know, they just like kids, you know, they come up with their own game and mm-hmm. um, our dog has decided that, uh, and it's not me. I don't know why she doesn't do this with me because usually I'm sitting on the couch with her when they do it, but the feet, the footrest will be up, and then if someone mm-hmm. tries to put their foot up and put it down, now they can't be slang, sitting on the couch to put it down. It's standing in front of it, and like they're going to put it down. She is not mm-hmm. going to let them do it. Like she charges <laughs> them and growls and then hops around, and it's like That's this weird so little funny. game. She, she, she loves it. She's just and she'll snap. You know, she never uh-huh. bites you, but it's just like it's a just out of nowhere. Just. So funny, they have their own little, they're they're like little people in dog suits. Like Orion, his favorite thing is he knows he's not supposed to have certain things. So Uh he will 
he if I'm not paying enough attention to him, like I'll be at the table writing, which I'm you know I'm I'm like okay normally he's in my lap and stuff, but when I'm writing I can't I, can't, I just can't. So yeah. I'll be sitting at the yeah. table and he'll just he'll I'll just trot trot by me and I'll hear him trot by me into the kitchen and I turn and look and he's got underwear in his mouth and it's like <laughs> what like that's my underwear. So I'll, I'll have to go, and then I'll have to go wrestle it from him, and then I'll take it right. from him, and then like ten minutes later he'll trot by, and I look, and it's a pair of socks, and it's like mm-hmm. he's just doing it for attention. It's so funny. He's just like a little kid. I mean, he's like, here's what I have. See what I have? <laughs> yes, I'm not supposed to have this, but you know yes. how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so is there anything? Is there anything you haven't written about yet that you want to? You know, I would love to write. I, I, I don't know. I think you know that Stephen King is like my hero. I think you know that. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I mean, he's just, he's just my favorite, favorite. Um, I would like to write a horror novel or I wrote I I think I've written I what you could characterize as suspense or thriller a couple books earlier on in my career but I would maybe like to write another something like that you know, okay a ghost story or just uh, maybe a just some kind of thriller or something like that a little bit grittier just to, to kind of um See, see how that turns out. I mean, I don't think I'd want to go in that direction completely, but just to kind of have a fun, fun book off the side. Right, something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, have you been to Maine? Not. I have not been east of Iowa. Okay. So I, you know, I would love to go. In fact. You know, this is really, it's going to come across very creepy and stalkerish, which uh, it probably is, honestly. But I would love to drive by his house and take pictures because it, it's the one with the with the spider web gates out front. Mm-hmm. And it looks kind of Victorian. But I, I actually don't think he lives there anymore. I think um, he turn, is, is in the process or did turn it into, this is very cool, a writing retreat. Uh-huh. So I think you yeah. can go there and write, but I, I mean, I have no idea if it's a lottery or, you know, what the criteria is to be able to do that. But um, I've always wanted to go to Maine to see that house though, because th- to me, I imagine him sitting in his study, you know, with lots of books behind him and, you know, just typing away and being, yeah. That house. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it would definitely have a certain um, a certain feel to it for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Even on the outside, it just kind of—I mean, Stephen King. It looks kind of creepy and a little bit dark, and um, I don't know. It just fascinates me. Yeah. But if if, you know, if that is true, if it is a writer's retreat, I mean, that's probably going to list. Okay. All righty. Well, maybe one day we can meet up there. That would be so great. And we could have grilled cheese sandwiches and chocolate cake. That's right. That's what we'll do. Grilled cheese, that's <laughs> it for the whole week. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. 
Well, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate you. Oh, it was so nice of you to have me. I just, um, I'm very honored that you wanted to talk to me today. Oh, any day, every day. <laughs> and when you, you have the next so one much. out, please. Yeah, when you have the next one out, please come back and see us. Okay, I will do that. And you have a great Absolutely. day. You too. And this was Kaylee Newell. This I was talking to Kaylee Newell with her newest book, Montana Christmas Magic, that's out now. You can on her website, Facebook, Twitter, BookBub, and Instagram. All the links are in the write-up of the show. And why don't you do something like Kaylee and her family do every year and go pay the fee of a, of a dog or cat or critter that has been at their, the, your local animal shelter the longest so they can go find their forever home. Or better yet, maybe just bring them home with you. So everybody have a real good, good week. And we will talk to you very soon. This is Patricia W. Fisher with Readers Entertainment Radio. And keep on reading, everybody. This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe and welcome to our circle. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.